Hi, I'm Maddie. And I'm Sophie. And welcome, welcome to, to our podcast. podcast. This is the first episode of I Wrote a Book, which obviously is about my book. Grace on the Court. Do you know that I wrote a book, Sophie? <laughs> well, it's in all good bookstores. So. <laughs> <laughs> now, you might actually remember us from such shows as Net Chicks and Chill and... Yeah, many other really famous things that have been happening in our lives, but just really well known. (laughs) Way too many to name, I think. Um, I guess people might also know us uh, from the New South Wales Swifts in Suncorp Super Netball. Yeah, a bit Um, of a plug for the Suncorp Super Netball. Tune in uh, on Channel 9, live and free, (laughs) or on the Netball Live app, uh, or on Telstra TV. And make sure you tune in to the Super Netball show on Tuesday nights with (laughs) Cal Cox and Will McClue. Um, But that could actually be a plug, so go Swifts. But yeah. Um, today, the reason we're here is to give everyone an exclusive behind-the-scenes look into the literary genius that is Grace on the Court. Did you just call yourself a genius? <laughs> well, I called the book a genius and I guess I wrote it, oh so yeah, I'm a genius. Think, though, before we start, Sophie, for those very, 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 very few people that either haven't read Grace on the Court or the even <laughs> fewer amount of people that haven't actually even heard of Grace on the Court... Why don't you give us a little insight into what Grace on the Court is all about? So, Grace, we're actually reading from a script here, <laughs> and Maddie's written what she wants me to say that um, the book's about, but I'm going to tell you. It's about a girl named Grace who plays netball, and she never does anything wrong. <laughs> so she's like the perfect model student, model girl, like everything she does, she never does anything wrong. Like, there could be girls complaining about everything. No, Grace is fine with everything. Grace never complains. Complaints. So she sounds look, like a pretty good girl to me. <laughs> she sounds a little bit too perfect in my eyes. <laughs> Maybe that's because I'm a bit too perfect. Anyway, there's a bit of um band, um band, banter, banter, banter. Ball sports is about it's a lot about netball. You know, it's pretty much what Maddie Proud wished her life was. As a, how, how old is she? 13? Grace is thirteen. Starting yeah, high as school. a thirteen-year-old girl, what Maddie wished her life was like. <laughs> I guess if you imagine it to happen, you can make it happen, right? <laughs> but yeah, Sophie, what a great synopsis! That's yeah. really amazing. What would you rate the book out of nine, out of ten? Sorry. Well, you've said here that I rate it a nine. <laughs> <laughs> I say because nobody's perfect, but obviously Grace is. <laughs> but I don't know. I look. I. Just did really enjoy it towards the end. There was a few little bits that I was like, come on, Maddie, that doesn't actually happen. Look, for a book, it's actually quite good. And I'm actually really impressed that you've actually written a book. Thank so. you. That's probably the nicest <laughs> thing you've ever said to me. Any feedback for the second one? Um, look, I I can't write a story to save my life, so I wouldn't listen to any of my feedback. Maybe oh, a bit God. more bad girl. Grace. Okay, we'll get yeah. Maybe Grace goes. Grace goes bad. But I have heard bad that gal you, Grace. That you, a bit of a spoiler. Um, there's a Sophie character. It sounds like in the second book she gets killed off a bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just say she's maybe not as prominent. I mean, she was a little bit in the first one, but maybe it's because I spent too much time with you. I was sick of talking about Sophie. Yeah. But anyway, um, let's chit-chat. Let's get down to business. Um, So the way this is going to work is that every episode we will read two chapters. Two because they're not that long and I know that you listeners want to get a bit more bang for your buck. So we'll give you two chapters for the price of one. Um, I'll be your narrator because obviously I wrote the book. Wait, what? I know, I know. Funny that you mentioned that. I wrote the book. And Sophie, I've given you the very, very important role as sound uh, sound effects master and the commentator. So 
I'm actually going to give you permission to stop me at any point throughout the reading to ask questions that you think either the listeners would like to know the answers to, either you would like to know the answers to, or just something that you think is a good conversation topic. But please do not abuse this power. That is actually fantastic because... I don't know if the listeners know how you found out that I read it. <laughs> I think we should share that. I think that's a little nice little segue. Let's well, so, yeah, Maddie um, wrote the book and I hadn't read it for a while. She gave me a book as my 21st birthday present. <laughs> and what a 21st present that is. <laughs> and it took me a while to read it. Um, so when did I read it? It would have been... It was like only a few months, like yeah, not that long ago because it was while ago. we were still living together. Actually, it was before your birthday. So last year. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So that's a good, like almost a full 12 months after the book yeah. had been released. <laughs> anyway, so I read the book and I had so much like to say and I was going to save it and tell Maddie on her birthday that I'd read a book but I just couldn't hold it in anyway so one day we were sitting around in the kitchen and we were talking about the book and I, I said to Maddie I bet I can I bet your book's so predictable I can predict three <laughs> things that happen in it anyway the first two things I predicted were quite like you know you, I could have just guessed yeah, it yeah, very yeah. broad but then the last thing I predicted was very specific and she was like what and then I yeah. yeah so if you actually fell off her chair <laughs> because she was laughing so much it probably was one of the funniest things that's ever yeah. happened so yeah that was a very good gag by you well done yeah, so, so I'm very excited to actually go through this and um ask know. all those burning <laughs> questions you've actually been, not been able to sleep at night have you for the yeah. last like six months because you've had so many questions to ask about Grace on the court so do you think we should get started yeah why not but I think there's one thing we need to do before we get started. Warm up the voice. <coughs> this is what this first one's for Helen How Housby. now, brown cow? How, How now, now, brown cow? The rain in Spain <laughs> lays mainly on the plain. Now, Sophie, before we start reading, though, do you have everything you need for your sound effects? Have you got a phone? Do you need, you know, to be able to... I think my voice can just do it, actually. Well, this is very exciting. Speak of, speaking about voiceover artists, so... All right. Grace on the Court by oh, Maddie Proud. Fresh book smells good. It's very nice. Actually, just a little shout out to my publishers, Black Ink under the imprint of Piccolo Nero. Um, get it in all good bookstores and hit up Black Ink um, for all great books. Here we go. If you've got the book yourself, time to get it out and read along <laughs> like me and Sophie have here. Chapter one. Aussies! Grace Parker yelled at the top of her lungs. She gazed around the packed stadium, taking in the sea of yellow and green. The Australian Diamonds were battling their arch rivals, the New Zealand Silver Ferns. It had been a nail-biter of a match. Was she actually biting her nails? No, I think, as you say, Grace is perfect, so she wouldn't be a nail-biter. <laughs> yeah, a perfect child does not bite her nails. The Diamonds were down by one goal with only a few minutes left in the final quarter. The Silver Ferns had possession of the ball and were passing it around carefully. The Diamonds needed to act fast to stop the Ferns from scoring and gaining a two-goal lead. On the edge of the circle, the Silver Ferns' wing attack released the ball, but just as the goal shooter moved to catch it, the Australian goal defence came flying in from the other side of the circle, tipping the ball just before it went to the shooter's hands and grabbing posi- posi- possession position. of it in the air. <laughs> it's a tongue twister. The crowd erupted! That's your time? Oh, r- As the Diamonds worked the ball down the court and scored, the Aussie goal defence's turnover had kept the Diamonds' hopes alive. The scores were now even. That could be you one day, Mia Caminetti whispered in her best friend's ear. Yeah, right, replied Grace, rolling her eyes at Mia. 
Can you cue the rolling of the eyes? <laughs> I was going to say, is that like a sound effect? Yeah. <laughs> That's the camera. Grace loved netball and she was pretty good at it. She'd even been Turbo. Cap- <laughs> She's pretty into herself too. She'd even been captain of her year seven team. She'd always dreamt of playing for the Diamonds, but she knew it was incredibly tough to get selected. Thousands of girls tried out to represent their state, let alone their country. And Grace was only 13. She hadn't even tried out for a high school team yet. But still, maybe one day. Now, Sophie, this is your favourite part of the book. Look, Brace uh, yourself. it's only page two and it's already the favourite part of the book. <laughs> Excuse me, a woman carrying a large tray of drinks pushed roughly past Grace and Mia. Why say excuse me if you're just going to barge through anyway, Grace thought to herself. But she tucked her legs in and smiled politely. I just don't get how you think of these little things. Like, when you're writing a book, what, like... What comes to your mind? Oh, I'm going to add this little scene in. Like, well, I think it's for the visual. It's for like when you're writing a book, you want to create imagery. You want people to be able to actually picture what is happening. And you think about it. How many times are you at a sporting match and there's always people walking past and this woman with the tray is no exception. Like, did that just thought just come to your head and you didn't even think about it when you're typing? Or was it like, this is like going to be a turning point in the book? Oh, I think, do you know what? Actually, in saying that, it was a bit of foreshadowing. It was a way to represent, as you'll find out soon, the light and shade of Grace and Mia. It shows, like you said, Grace's, you know, good Perfect. girl personality and Mia, a bit more fiery. So it's a bit like me and you, I think, in some ways. I think that's why you relate so heavily to the woman with the tray. You're not fiery. No, you're fiery. I'm perfect. I'm perfect. <laughs> this is our issue. <clears throat> Mia glared at, the, glared at the woman's back and stuck her tongue out. What a cow. No. <laughs> Mia! <laughs> oh, don't tell me you weren't thinking the same thing, grumbled Mia. Grumbled. Have you ever grumbled before? Sorry. That sounds like my tummy when I'm hungry. Grace just rolled her eyes. A lot of eye rolling going on here. She was used to Mia's bluntness and Mia was used to what she called Grace's good girl image. <laughs> the saying opposites attract definitely applied to Grace and Mia. Their personalities balanced each other out with Grace the angel to Mia's devil. In looks, the two friends were polar opposites too. Grace was tall with long brown hair and lots of freckles from Is all the time she you had. want to look like? Because <laughs> convenient I have lots of freckles and convenient I have long brown hair and convenient that I'm really tall. Well, you do have some freckles. I wouldn't say, a, well, your hair is getting longer, um, but the tall part. Probably not so probably much. Probably where it gets me a little bit. Fine. All right. Well, yeah, maybe, like you said, a bit of wishful thinking, I think. <laughs> Oh, but yes, she had lots of freckles from all the time she spent playing netball in the sun, whereas Mia was short with jet black, jet black hair and a fiery personality. <laughs> so maybe not you so much. Grace and her twin brother Angus had known Mia nearly their entire life. They attended the same childcare centre and their parents had become close friends. While Mia and Angus were no longer quite as close, the two girls had been inseparable all through primary school and since the age of six they had shared a love of netball too. Shh, stop fidgeting, girls, said Grace's mum. There's only two minutes to go. Grace didn't need to be reminded twice. Any mistake was costly at this point and would lose them the game. She sat forward in her seat, anxiously. For those who can't see us right now, we're both leaning forwards in our seats. The Australians took the centre pass and scored quickly, not wasting any time. The Diamonds needed a turnover to take control of the game. The New Zealand wing attack had possession of the ball and stepped forward to feed into her team's star goal shooter, who hadn't missed a shot all game. The Australian goalkeeper read the play perfectly and lunged in front of the shooter. 
Can we just... This WA. <laughs> wasn't she the same girl that made a mistake before? She's really Look, having a bit of a shocker. They do say that things happen in threes or twos in this case. Maybe speaking from a bit of personal experience, when I'm playing Wing Attack, I'm not afraid to make a mistake. But um, funny you mention that because I actually wrote this book so long ago that... I originally used names, and I think it was in 2013 that I wrote it, and the wing attack for New Zealand was actually Tamapara George, or Tamapara Bailey as she now is. Do you know? You probably wouldn't no, even I know. No idea. So you're a bit bit too young. But <laughs> she actually now, Tamapara is coaching, I'm pretty sure, in the New Zealand League, and I think someone got injured, and she's actually now player coaching. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. shout out to you, Tamapara. You she'll be are not the person that would have made these mistakes. Sorry, I wasn't referring to that. But just showing that you as kind of the inspiration to be the wing attack in the book, but not for the mistakes, just for you being a great player. <clears throat> anyway, Grace and Mia gasped in appreciation. It was one of the most impressive intercepts of the game. <laughs> the Australians didn't waste the opportunity, and within seconds they led by two goals. Grace glanced up at the timer. Only ten seconds left. I think we've got it. She hugged Mia. We're embracing. <laughs> the whistle blew. <laughs> this is what you meant to bring your whistle. Um, and the crowd erupted. Woo! Grace and Mia <laughs> leapt to their feet, cheering and stamping. <laughs> You're doing really well. What a great game, Grace's mum yelled over the crowd. The best, so close, Grace replied. Thanks for bringing us, mum. It was Grace's mum who would introduce Grace and Mia to Netball, dragging them along to her social games when they were younger. Kathy Parker had played in the district team as a teenager and was still a very skillful player. Now let's see if we can beat the crowds out of here. You two need a good sleep before your big day tomorrow. A little bit of a chapter break. A chapter break. On the way home, Grace's phone buzzed. Is that Stella? Asked Mia. Grace checked her phone. Yup. What's the incoming like? Oh, uh, ding. Stella, what a game. I can't believe I missed it. Grace, <laughs> this is really good. I know. Next time you have to come. Stella, sure, if, Miss, if Mr. and Mrs. Let's Ruin Our Daughter's Life let me out of the house. Grace laughed at the exaggeration, <laughs> but she really did feel sorry for her friend. Stella's parents were both university professors and put a lot of pressure on her to do well wow, academically. Wow, very cliche. Look, that this probably... This is my other thing, classic, like, classic. I know, I do think university professors... Um, <laughs> I think it's just, that's my I've inner never, teenager. I've never had a friend whose parents are university professors. Look, I just feel like it was a really very fitting American, story. Yeah, look, I will American. admit right here that I am a tragic for an American soap and I'm pretty sure most movies that I've watched involved some, you know, professor child and then she goes a bit off the rails, but luckily Stella doesn't do that, so that's okay. Oh, spoiler. Spoiler alert. Um, yeah, so they did put a lot of pressure on her to do well academically, but that's probably, that part of it is probably, you know, a universal theme. They often made her stay in to do homework while Mia and Stella hung out with their other friends on the weekends. And Stella's parents never came to any of the social activities that Grace and Mia's parents organised. Ding. Grace, I'll kidnap you. <laughs> Ding. Stella, yes, do it. Stella Williams had started at Grace and Mia's primary school only two years earlier, but it felt as if they'd known each other forever. It hadn't taken them long to discover that Stella was a netball nerd, as Mia called her. She knew every detail, not only about the school competitions, but about Suncorp Super Netball. Plug. Plug. <laughs> and international leagues too. She always knew who was playing who, where, how much they won by, who played which game and how many goals they shot and missed. She was great at maths and statistics came naturally to her. She and Grace, who knew everything about the, how the game was played, could talk for hours. Were you a netball nerd? 
No, not really. Yeah, I, I, I went to a few Thunderbirds games back in Adelaide, but... Yeah, very, very, really. I just loved playing. So this is probably do you know, this is probably Maddie Turner. She's a bit of a netball nerd, yeah. isn't she? She knows all about it. It's a good thing, though. Um, Stella had also bonded with Mia over their mutual crush on Grayson Cole, the lead singer of Friday at Five. Grace thought Grayson was pretty hot, too, if she was honest, and her three friends were always sharing clips and links about their favourite What does band. Grayson look like to you? Like, who is Grayson? Harry Styles. Harry Styles. <laughs> Literally. In the first, another spoiler, another insight, in the first edition of the book, it was One Direction. I didn't even make up a fictional band. They weren't called Friday at Five. They were called One Direction, and it was about Harry Styles. But then I got the advice that it times the book, and very convenient that that advice was given, because about a year later... One Direction were no longer, so Friday and Five will always live on in my mind. (laughs) Another text message. Ding. Stella, still can't believe Caitlin Bassett shot at 99%. She's hashtag goals. (laughs) Ding. Grace, I know, and Shani had six intercepts. I probably should have used Sophie Garvin as the shooter. I'm really sorry about that. It's all right, I don't play for Australia. (laughs) In hindsight, next time, maybe. hey, maybe that's a bit of foreshadowing again. (laughs) Let me guess, you and Stella are discussing stats and who shot the most goals and who took the most intercepts and how many more turnovers the other team had and who should have got more rebounds and blah, 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 Mia joked. Just the shooting percentages and intercepts, actually, Grace replied sarcastically. Although Mia loved netball, she just liked to play rather than talk about it every minute of the day. Remind her we're meeting at your place tomorrow, said Mia, leaning over Grace's shoulder to peer at Stella's messages, giggling. <laughs> and how accurate she'd been about the conversation between I feel her like two. You should be the laughing sound effects because you've had about 50 laughs, so you'll be able to do it. <laughs> right, 50, 50 laughs of Maddie, her two netball nerd friends. Tomorrow was their first day of high school. Mia hadn't stopped talking about it all holidays. She claimed she'd been waiting for high school her whole life, and she was always complaining about how other states started high school in year seven, but South Australia was so behind the times, not starting until year eight. She kept saying she felt as though she'd outgrown everyone at primary school. Grace hoped Mia didn't mean her and Stella. Actually, that's a bit of another interesting one in that when I wrote the book, because in South Australia, where I'm from, you don't start high school until year eight. And then once I'd written the book and I gave it to a few people to read, some of them were from New South Wales and Victoria, and they came back telling me I'd made a mistake because high school started in year seven. But I didn't realise that that's what happens in New South Wales and Victoria. Yeah, it happens in... Western Australia now as well. Like some schools, most like high schools have yeah. seven. In saying that, I think South Australia are making the transition, so Mia will be really happy about that. They're they getting, really are behind the times. They're getting up they? with the times now. Stella didn't share Mia's excitement. Grace knew her friend was worried that her parents would put even more pressure on her at high school. As for Grace herself, she wasn't sure how she felt about going to a new school. She'd loved Oleander Primary. Another little fun fact for you, the schools... Oh, I don't know if I should reveal this, actually. The schools and a lot of things are named after streets near where I live. So those detectives out there might be able to put together the hidden pieces and work out where I live. This is in Adelaide, though. Oleander Primary. That's a little clue for you. Apart from being captain of the netball team, she got along really well with her classmates and even her teachers. Teachers, bad. (laughs) Classic. Classic that she got along with everyone. (laughs) Although she was excited about the new adventure, Grace felt a little bit nervous about going to a bigger school with lots of older kids. She'd never admit that to Mia, though. Yeah, good. <laughs> and she knew she would have a lot more competition on the court, too. Grace and Angus's house was closest to Linwood High, so Stella and Mia had agreed to meet there and walk to school with the twins. Grace was glad she would have her friends around on her first day. Ding! Grace, <laughs> we can discuss the kidnapping plan tomorrow at Linwood. Did you actually spell tomorrow like that when you text? No. Because you've spelt it, because everyone at home will be reading the book. <laughs> if you're not, Maddie spelt it with the number two 
M O R O. I would have gone with Tamoz. Tamoz, that's true. Well, for anyone that knows me well, I'm a Stigler. Is it Stigler? No, a Stegler. Stegler for good grammar. In that, nothing annoys me more than when someone sends me a text message and the words aren't, te- aren't um, written properly. So this really hurt me to what write. What about OMG? What about WBU? No, but OMG is like, oh my God, like you'd never properly write OMG. What about WBU? Well, I mean, I like a um, acronym. I love an acronym, but I just don't like like a brief, yeah, words. or like just when people can't spell words properly. So yeah, this was like my way of trying to be hip, cool, like see what oh, all the cool yeah, kids have been yeah. doing. But maybe I really missed the mark. So tomorrow's I'll go with next time. Tomorrow's at Linwood. There we go. <coughs> Stella. Oh my god! Don't remind me. I don't know how I'm going to survive high school. Survive? Said Mia, peering over Grace's shoulder to read the text. You guys just wait. This is going to be the greatest year ever. Ooh. Boop, boop, boop. For those of you who don't know. That's the end of chapter one. Chapter two. Hurry up, Gus. I need to have a shower. Grace shouted as she banged on the bathroom door. One minute. Angus yelled back. I need to use it too, huffed Tyler. Grace and Angus is... <laughs> he huffed and he puffed and he blew the bathroom door down. I use it. That's probably one thing I do overuse. I do use overuse like the um, adverb, Huff. I think it is. Huff uh, Tyler, Grace and Angus's older brother. Go use mum and dad's shower. He pushed past Grace and began thumping repeatedly on the bathroom door. But their shower sucks. Plus, all my stuff is in this one, Grace complained. So, Tyler replied. Just as Grace was about to argue back, the door opened with a- and Angus strolled out, heading towards the kitchen. Within half a second, Tyler had bolted into the bathroom, shut and locked the door, leaving Grace standing outside with her mouth hanging open. Mum! Tyler looked me out of the bathroom and it was my turn, Grace yelled. Grow up, Grace, replied Tyler from behind the door. You don't need a dob. I was a bit of a dobber when I was younger. <laughs> I was 100% a dobber. Yeah, it's always the best way to get what you yeah. want <laughs> Grace rolled her eyes. And what if I rolled? I did notice. Do that. you ever roll your eyes? Very rarely. Yeah. I've got poor eyes, so it kind of hurts my eyes. As a kid, I went cross-eyed too much, and I think that's yeah, why I've got same. bad eyes as, as an elderly person. <laughs> so she'd rolled her eyes. She used to stop doing that and made her way to her parents' bathroom, knowing there was no point trying to fight with Tyler, especially so early in the morning. Was that a yawn? <laughs> I mean, I know we're into chapter two, but I didn't think it was that boring. Oh, for those of you listening along, I really hope you weren't yawning too. Isn't a yawn like a release of adrenaline? Maybe I'm just really into That's the true. It has been a pretty exciting morning. Oh, okay. There was no point trying to fight with Tyler, especially so early in the morning. Grace and Tyler had once been as close as she and Angus were now, but they had drifted apart over the last few years. Although he was only two years older and starting year 10 this year, in her eyes, there was a lifetime between them. Tyler seemed to spend all of his time either practising with his band or playing guitar in his bedroom, whereas she was always outside playing sport with Angus, who was equally sports crazy. Grace had always admired her big brother, though, and she felt sad that they weren't very close anymore. No one, no 13-year-old would ever think that. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I did. Maybe I had brother issues as a kid. Maybe you did have brother issues. Do you know my older brother, Max? So this is a bit of this is loosely related to my life. (laughs) Tyler Tyler is my younger brother, Doug. uh, Sorry, no. Angus is my younger brother, Doug, and Tyler is my older brother, Max. I don't think Max has still read the book yet, which is probably a good thing because (laughs) he doesn't get shown in a very nice light. But yeah, that probably was a bit too profound for Grace to be thinking. So another note from book number two. Grace had loved sports ever since she could remember. Her dad was a footballer and an exercise junkie and had her throwing and catching almost before she could walk. Sport was in her blood and she couldn't have been happier about it. 
Grace and Angus had been so keen to do well with their high school sports trials, her in netball and him in Aussie rules, that they had set up a fitness training program in the summer holidays. Every day during their mini Olympics, as they called it, they would compete in a different sport, making sure they kept fit and strong over their break. This is, I hope this is you not telling kids that this is what they need to do in their well, school No, holidays. but we used to actually, me, Max and Doug used to actually play mini Olympics. We would like, we had a baseball bat, we'd play baseball, we would play soccer, we would like do swimming races, we'd do running races. So, I mean, I think Grace and Angus take it a bit more seriously with them calling it a fitness regime, whereas we just <laughs> did it for fun and because our dad would never let us be inside. But in saying that, a good little fun holiday activity for you all, set up your own mini Olympics. But yeah, fit and strong over the break, that's probably a bit of an exaggeration. But you know what? That's what a book's for. They mostly did it for fun. They loved being outside, but they also wanted to make sure they were ready to go when trials came around. Angus wasn't the flashiest or most talented footballer, but what he lacked in skill and height, he definitely made up for in effort and determination. Is that Doug? Yeah, Doug. Doug was quite little. Yeah, poor little Doug. But is he actually not the flashiest or most talented? No, he's not, but he's he's a real hard worker. Luckily, Doug's never going to listen to this. (laughs) No, Doug, you'll be our first listener, I reckon. He was the first... He was the first one to ever hear and read Grace on the Court. Really? So, shout out to you, Doug. Just as Grace was getting dressed after a shower, her phone buzzed Bzzz. with a text message hey, from me. Can you not sorry, take over my role? <laughs> I'm really sorry, force of habit. You're just getting a bit slow with some of them. Uh, please, you, you were saying the word. No, as you no I meant this one. Bzzz. Mia, we're here. <laughs> Classic Mia, thought Grace. Again? Oh my rolling god, you guys are rolling. <laughs> okay, this is, a, um, this is really, um, you know, showing me what I need to work on for the next one. It's a bit confronting. Too lazy to even knock on the front door. I'm surprised she didn't just Snapchat me. She quickly finished in the bathroom and yelled out to Angus that it was time to leave. Want to walk with us? Grace asked Tyler as she passed the kitchen. He was eating toast in what seemed like slow motion. Yeah, I'm going to go with no, Taylor replied sarcastically, clearly not impressed by the thought of walking through the school gates with his two younger siblings. How embarrassing. No, no, social suicide. That would be total social suicide. (laughs) I even knew myself. Angus joked as he ran into the kitchen and grabbed his lunchbox. He was happy to walk with Grace and her friends, as Mia and Stella were like sisters to him and they all got along well. Plus, it was definitely better than the other option, being dropped off by his mum in her minivan. Oh, God. Grace and Angus left the house, leaving their grumpy older brother to be late by himself. Okay, this is it, Gracie. Our lives are about to change forever, me announced dramatically as soon as the twins came outside. So dramatic. That, that's You're me just going you. to high school. Come on, for me, that's a pretty momentous occasion. Was that lip gloss on Mia's lips? Wow, we are so different. Oh my God, not lip gloss. You would have worn lots of lip gloss to school, wouldn't you? (laughs) Just Carmex. (laughs) Shout out Spono. Yeah, Spono. Grace thought to herself. Mia focused a lot more on her appearance than her best friends did. She always read fashion magazines and knew which clothes and accessories to buy when they went shopping. She'd obviously got better at applying makeup in the holidays too. Grace, on the other hand, didn't even know the difference between mascara and eyeliner. (laughs) You still don't. I know, and she couldn't care less. And I couldn't care less. Yeah, look. I love the skin you're in. If you don't like me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. Isn't that right? I'm not so sure if that's a good thing. I liked my old life, replied Grace. Come on, Gracie, lighten up. Look at you. All the guys will be drooling over your ridiculously long and tanned legs. Take a look at my legs, Mommy. <laughs> Grace laughed. But the truth was she didn't spend a lot of time thinking or caring about her looks. All she was worried about was being tall enough to be her opponent for the ball. Oh, yeah. Stressful life. I know, poor Grace. Angus mocked, the boys won't be able to stay away from me with my perfectly toned calf muscles and luscious locks. He used the voice he always put on when he imitated Mia. He attempted, and failed, to twist his short, mousy brown hair around his finger. Grace couldn't help but laugh at her brother, but gave him a shove for Mia's benefit. 
Mia just rolled her eyes. Sorry. I think maybe we, I should have a, I'm going to hit myself every time someone rolls their eyes as a punishment. Ignoring Angus's teasing like she had for so many years before. I don't care about boys. I just want to make sure I get in the team, said Grace. Grr, you're Grr. so frustrating, Gracie. If I looked like you, I'd spend a little bit less time worrying about netball and a bit more time thinking about dating, Mia said, grinning. <laughs> Mia liked to talk about boys all the time, but Grace and Stella both knew it was a bit of an act. The truth was, Mia had barely even spoken to the boys at their primary school. Growing up with two sisters meant Mia didn't speak boy very well, but now she was pretending she was an expert when it came to the opposite sex. Mia, who cares about what the boys think of you, said Grace. I care, replied Mia. Well, I'm a boy and I think you're pretty annoying and gross right now, teased Angus. Will you guys stop, Stella complained. You know I'm already nervous. I need you to have my back today. It's all going to be okay still, Grace reassured her. You're smarter than you know. Classic Grace, she's been such a good friend. That's her for you. I wish I had a friend like Grace in my life. As they walked through the school gates, their conversation stopped. It's so much bigger than I remember, said Grace. Although she'd attended the orientation day, she couldn't remember half the names of the buildings. She wondered how she'd ever find her way to the right classrooms. Tell me about it, said Stella with a horrified look in her face. How, like, she was that horrified? Like, <laughs> I'm doing a really horrified look right now. A horrified look. Right Picture your most horrified look. That's what Grace looked like. So Stella looked like right now. The bell rang. What kind of bell? Is like a duh, Well, like see, in my primary school, we had like a ding, 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 like a handheld bell. Ooh, we but had um, a siren or like a... We had a siren. Okay. Like, can we get some sound effects? See, this is what I thought you'd be doing earlier, but good time to bring out the sound <laughs> effects now. Drum roll, please. Ring, ding, siren. Siren, I reckon, yeah. There is no siren. Ooh. No, that wasn't it. I mean, it could have been like a, we had like a, um, almost like a horn at one of my schools, but anyway, that's the one. Arruga. The bell rang anyway, and they made their way to the quadrangle for their first assembly. Welcome everyone to the start of a new school year, said Principal Reynolds, silencing the crowd. This is always my favourite time of the year, as we get to see so many new faces and welcome them into our community. Boring, <laughs> whispered Mia into Grace's ear. That wasn't a whisper. How do you Sorry. whisper boring? Boring, oh, okay. whispered Mia into Grace's ear. Shh, I'm trying to listen. Hissed <laughs> Grace. <laughs> She's a snake. <laughs> <laughs> Mia rolled her eyes, hit myself, then took her phone out of her pocket and scrolled through Instagram, liking every second photo. Grace tried to ignore her friend, wanting to take in as much information about her new school as she could. She wondered if there would be an announcement about the upcoming nipple trials. It was as if she had a sixth sense because the next speaker was the school sports coordinator. Grace waited patiently as Mrs McDonald, she was my year nine teacher and also the sports coordinator, shout out to you Mrs McDonald, spoke about the school's proud sporting history and how Linwood will continue proud. to lead the way in sporting Hashtag performance. Maddie proud. Hey, threw that in purposely. Finally, Mrs McDonald came to the news about the trials. We have a reputation to uphold here at Linwood as a specialist sporting school, which is why we will be forming teams and starting training as soon as possible. All team trials will be held this week. She turned into a British teacher. <laughs> Adrenaline rushed through Grace's veins. She thought she'd have to wait weeks to try out, but the netball team trials were on Friday. She was too excited. She could barely sit still. So excited. Sorry, she was so excited. I'm just too excited that I can't sit still. <laughs> After assembly, the morning was spent getting their homerooms and lockers organised. Each new student was given an iPad loaded with their timetable oh and a map God. of the school. I know, high-tech school. Actually, we got laptops. So. Well, yeah, see, originally it was just a handheld map, but as time went by, I realised that they need to be a bit more high-tech. 
me, on one, the other hand, though, was very disappointed to hear that the iPads could only be used for schoolwork and not for taking photos or scrolling through social media. Shame. I don't see how they can stop me taking a selfie, Mia joked as she posed in front of the iPad's camera. Grace and Stella looked at each other and laughed <laughs> at their self-obsessed friend. That afternoon, Grace, despite having a high-tech map, got lost on the way to her maths class. She had told Mia and Stella to go ahead without her as she quickly went to the bathroom but she soon regretted her decision when she found herself in desperate need of Stella's expert map reading skills. Grace went up and down the same corridor three times, getting more and more frustrated by the minute. It was her only proper class for the day and she was now probably going to miss it. Oh no, and Grace would have been upset. Any kid would have been like, yes, but no, Grace was upset about missing class. Her education is really important to her. <laughs> Don't worry, everyone gets lost on their first day, someone said behind her. What kind of voice is that? <laughs> is was, that like a mystery? Like I was trying to be like, kind of like, Sultry, but maybe I'll have to work on it. Grace turned around to see Sebastian King standing in front of her. Sebastian was Tyler's best friend and the lead singer in his band. When Grace and Sebastian had been younger, they'd got along quite well, often playing marks up in the backyard. Ooh, flirty. <laughs> but those days were long gone. Nowadays, he mostly ignored Grace when he was over at the Parkers, heading straight for Tyler's room or the garage. The main thing Grace remembered about Sebastian lately was he had, had, he'd had braces and always seemed to have food stuck in them. Ew. Ew, there you go. I've literally walked up and down this hallway three times, but I can't find 24B, said Grace, ignoring the fact that she hadn't spoken to Sebastian in what felt like years. Ah, the notorious 24B. You'd think it would be next to room 24A and before room 25. I would not be attracted to someone with that voice. But nothing is ever that simple at Linwood. It's around the corner, second door on the right, Sebastian offered. I wish someone had told me that before I spent half an hour looking for it. Everyone seems to have got the memo except me. Thanks, Seb. So, how's your first day going? Sebastian asked before Grace could walk away. Um, okay, I guess. You know, as good as first days can be when you spend half a day getting lost, Grace replied. As they spoke, Mia came racing up to Grace. Where have you been? Adam sent me out to find you. Hurry, let's... Mia's voice trailed away when she noticed Sebastian. I better get going, said Sebastian. I guess I'll see you around, Grace. Have a good one. Sebastian, your watched. Sebastian voice is so bad. All right, I'm good. Okay, between I feel like you've got a lot of pressure on yourself for it. Okay, between now and next episode, I'm really going to work on my Sebastian yeah. voice. Okay, please. <clears throat> Sebastian flashed Grace a big toothy grin. <laughs> toothy grin on the show. Grace wondered when he got his braces off. That certainly done a good job. His smile now looked fit for a toothpaste commercial. You too, Seb. Grace turned towards the classroom, but Mia grabbed her arm and held her back for a moment. Please tell me I'm dreaming and you were not just talking to the Sebastian King, she whispered urgently. I didn't really whisper that, sorry. What's going on? I need a full rundown. What are you talking about, Grace asked. It's just Seb. What do you mean, just Seb? Jeez, Gracie, you're a dark horse. Sebastian King is, to the, is totally the hottest guy at Linwood. Do you know how many girls want to go out with him? Grace looked at her best friend and shook her head. Ooh, Mia, he's like my brother. Don't you remember ooh, that Ew. Ew. Like, do you say ooh? I or? say ooh. Ew. Ew. Ew, Mia. Okay, like if okay. it was like something gross on oh, the yeah. ground, would you Ew. Ew. Ew, Mia. Mm. Ooh. Ooh. Ew, Mia. He's like my brother. Don't you remember how annoying he was when we were kids? Yeah, but he's not your brother, said Mia with a sly smile. And he didn't seem so annoying just then. He was too busy flirting with you to even say hello to me. Boy, these last few years have treated him well, Mia said, <laughs> pretending to swoon. How do you pretend to swoon? I feel like you're kind of becoming Mia. Mia. The old age. I've, this is my transition from Grace to Mia. I mean, I never really was Grace, but anyway, we could, one could dream. He was just being nice, Grace practically shouted, wanting the conversation to end. She began to walk off in the direction Seb pointed her, but Grace could tell Mia was not happy with that answer. 
I don't believe that for a second, and neither do you. Sebastian's notorious. Even the teachers love him. I've heard he's allowed to get away with pretty much anything. How could any, anyone resist that smile, right? Grace rolled her eyes. <laughs> I'm meeting myself again, wondering where Mia seemed to be getting this inside information from. Come on, aren't you supposed to be taking me to class? Okay, okay, but we're going to talk about this later, and you're going to tell me all of the details, said Mia, grinning. Wow. And that's the end of chapter two. And also brings us to the end of episode one yeah. of I Wrote a Book. How do you think that went, Sophie? I think it went really good. I think it was really highlighted the amount of times that, you know, you rolled eyes. That's very true. So let's hope as the book goes on, it's a little less <laughs> eye rolling and a little more action. <laughs> but um, I think before we finish, Sophie, we're going to have to come up with a tradition um, for the show. So every episode, we're going to sum up those two chapters in three words and only three words. Okay. Your turn first. Um, God. I'm probably going to have to go, eyes were rolled. <laughs> Heads will roll. Yeah, look, I think my three words are, back to the drawing board. <laughs> Stop rolling eyes. Yeah. Get some glasses. <laughs> Control the eye movement. But yes, I think eye rolling is a common theme of chapters one and two. Let's hope that by the end of next episode, that is not a theme either. So, on that note, Sophie, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. And we'll see everyone next week for your next episode of I I Wrote a Book book with Maddie and Sophie. Woo! Mic drop.